going to pray and uh, take authority over a spirit of fear this morning so that you can hear clearly and uh, receive what God is saying. Um, you know, if you, if you cannot tolerate it halfway through, you'll jump up and run out. Jump out, run around the building, take authority over that thing and come back in, okay? <laughs> you want to stay till the end. It's like if you're on a, uh, having an operation and you're in the middle of the operation, don't shout, it hurts, or jump out and run away. Give the surgeon opportunity to finish. (laughs) You got it? Okay. So let's pray. Father, as we go to your word today, we're asking for the Holy Spirit to bring revelation, understanding, clarity of mind, that we might know your purposes, your plans, your provision, and what you intend to do, During this time, as we draw to an end of this age, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you'll give us understanding, a clear mind, a heart to receive by faith. And because we have the name of Jesus, we take authority over the spirit of fear today that would like to get a hold of people right here and those listening online. In the name of Jesus, we bind you from operating and we release the spirit of peace and comfort of the Holy Spirit, wisdom to the hearers in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. All right. Well, it's going to get a little heavy today, so what I thought I'd do is I'd start off with something a little lighthearted. If we can have the lights down, I hope you speak Australian. All right. Let's go. Something little. The Australian 2021 Melbourne Cup, the race that stops a nation. And here they go. Pandemic already off to a good start. Passes first wave, second wave, now third. Here comes Dictator Dan, followed closely by a ring of steel and lockdown. Lockdown going hard and fast, closing in on schools and playgrounds. Lockdown losing steam, falls back to fifth. Now sixth lockdown. Economy getting boxed in, can't move. Here comes handouts as we turn the corner. Finally, it's vaccine. Vaccine powering through, neck and neck with pandemic. Pandemic's Still going strong. Vaccine falling behind, leaving room for second dose. Second dose is a hot favourite. 95% chance to win. Now 80%. 70 Falling fast. Looks like Booster's ready to make a move. Starts ploughing ahead. Frees up room for ICU. As further back, Dictator Dan passes emergency powers. Looks like Unvaxxed has been disqualified. Freedom Rally tries to make a move. Stopped by tear gas. As Dictator Dan now trying to overtake Constitution. While Booster starting to struggle. Down to third, fourth, now fifth Booster. Despair getting a run now. Helped out by media. Freedom really struggling. But things are starting to open up. On the final stretch, curfew and quarantine fall back. Retail season opening. Mask mandates still on the inside. Somewhere in that pack is natural immunity. Retail remains uncertain as look out, vaccine passes. But as they cross the line, the big winner today is Big Pharma. Big Pharma takes home the prize money, followed closely by government powers and corporate interest. Lives lost but could have done worse. Unfortunately, economy had to be put down and human rights came dead last. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.
All right. That funny? Thank you, Reverend Dr. Reverend Bill Weiss. Appreciate you sending me that stuff. Good to have you with us again in Anita. Praise God. That's funny. All right, so what we want to do today is uh, uh, I'm going to let, me, let, let you know where I'm going today with today's sermon because we've got a lot to cover. Um, I'm going to reveal the force that's coming against the church that we're facing. Um, I want to expose the demonic spirit of witchcraft that has been uh, uh, unleashed. And also, there are through gr- three groups of people that will not be able to stand during this time. I'm going to talk about that. And I want to show you God's strategy for us to succeed in this time. Today, I'm going to answer the question, uh, will there be an economic collapse before the rapture? That's going to be the heart of the message. It's quite in detail. Um, why I'm sure there's going to be a currency crisis, and what are the triggers? And will the current inflation turn to hyperinflation? What supernatural things is God going to do to provide for us, and what must we do? So we're going to drill down today and unpack some of the prophetic statements that I made last week. If you didn't listen to last week's sermon, I highly recommend that you get in and listen to it because there's a lot of detail um, that I absolutely will not be able to cover today. So we're in the last days. There's no doubt about it. Do you agree? We're in the last days. And one of the signs of the last days is that it's going to be marked by a supernatural outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So we have to be very sensitive to the activity in the spirit realm. We have to watch both the negative and the positive as it plays out in the natural realm, which we call the marketplace. We need to see what's going on. In this year, 2022, God is going to extend His hand to those who step into manhood. And I explained manhood as the age of accountability. Remember, the Israelites had to be 20 years of age before they could go to war, before they could participate in the worship, and before you know they could do all the prayers. So I'm saying this, that manhood today is going to look like those who are accountable, responsible, people who are serving God, serving in church, people who are praying, and people who are worshiping. These people, (coughs) the, the group that I'm calling adult, mature, they will know, they will trust, and they will function in the Word of God as mature believers, not as babes. They will have the hand of God open to them because they, in fact, have opened their hand to God. We spoke that in detail, all right, last week. They will witness the glory of God. Other people will miss it. They won't even be aware that it's happening, but they will witness the glory of God. They're also going to have a prophetic anointing upon them. The reason being is that they will spend time with the Holy Spirit. They will choose to spend time with the Holy Spirit in intimacy. And it ties up with Acts chapter 2 where God said, I'll pour out my spirit in all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy and there'll be vision. So that's a prophetic uh, experience that's going to happen, especially to these who press in to be with God and spend some time with Him. Their lives will be in order, as opposed to other people's lives who will be in disorder. So they will have what I call the seal of God on them. And this seal of God will manifest 
as authority over the works of evil that will be ravishing society. You'll be able to stop it in your own life. That's what I'm saying. You won't be able to go to Washington and stop it, or New York and stop it, but you will stop it in your own life, in your own environment, in your own family. Um, they will, these people, will speak words of life as opposed to words of death, and they will have great power and governmental authority of the kingdom of God. They'll be operating in the kingdom of God's authority, and they will be speaking words of life emanating out of the kingdom of God. That is how they will walk in the authority. That is how they will walk in victory. Are you with me so far? Okay. Now, let's read a scripture found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 5. It says, Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things? Paul, by the Holy Spirit, writing to the church at Thessalonica, says, And now you know what is holding him back, so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness, if we say lawlessness, is already at work. But the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed. So, lawlessness right now is being legalized. And let you think about that a moment. What used to be classified as lawlessness just five years ago is now being legalized, not penalized. The lawless one that will be revealed is the Antichrist. But the scripture says that he cannot be revealed until something is, that is holding him back is taken out of the way. What it is that's holding him back is the church, the believers. It is the Antichrist, the church anointed by the Holy Spirit, operating in government authority, speaking the words of life, is preventing the Antichrist right now from taking authority. The Scripture says, when he is taken out of the way, he's talking about us, not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will continue through the tribulation period. We are taken out the way. Then the Antichrist will come into full power and be revealed. You're still tracking with me? All right. So, how many of you think resisting the Antichrist spirit is going to be a walk in the park? Anybody? So why should we be surprised about the things that are happening? Why should we be shocked at some of the things we see on the news and stuff, the crazy stuff's happening? We need to realize that we're facing a headwind. And we need to be aware of the fact that there's a force coming against us that we are actually standing against. This is the spirit of Antichrist that is rampant on the earth right now. Be aware of this so that you're not overthrown by fear or angst because you go, Oh God, what is happening in my life? Well, Peter says it's happening to everybody. So be aware of that. So, But thank God we have the Holy Spirit and His Word. And that's what's going to cause us to overcome. All right. Now, on the negative side. On the negative side, we're going to see two opposing forces at the same time. One good, one evil. We're going to see God, the Holy Spirit, moving in His church and through people. And then we're going to see, as I said to you, the spirit of Antichrist operating in the world 
in a uh, evil way. So, what you want to picture concerning the negative thing, and of course you don't want to picture it, but picture something that is totally wicked and evil, uh, disorder, people doing whatever's right in their own eyes, which is the Spirit of Christ, doing whatever's own right now. There's going to be division and separation. And I said, you see this in families, you see it in the church, you see it in Christian, you see it everywhere. In, 19, in, in 2020, we began to see this beginning in a large extent. Um, COVID was the major reason we began to see the division in the church and amongst believers. And I was shocked that people would choose uh, to, 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 to separate themselves from a body, a body of believers, and choose to go with something different, and then have animosity towards the believers who were standing by their faith against this thing. There was dissension that came. There was, there was a huge political move that happened at that time, and it brought tremendous uh, uh, racial and political division, yeah? All right, so we're aware of that. And this rejection brought tension. There was tension in the church. There was tension in the political world. There was tension in social media. It's ridiculous rejection. Now, it became a river last year. It started as a little stream in 2020. It became a river last year. I believe it's probably going to go to tsunami status this year or next year. So... <clears throat> What you need to understand, looking at the negative, that the source of what you're seeing is a demonic source and it is, has, its, has its roots in witchcraft. And I'll explain to you why I say that. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 20. We're not going to go there. You probably know it. Uh, but there's a word used there, witchcraft. And if you've looked into the Greek, you know that the witchcraft, the word is what? Pharmakeia. From which... The word medication, pharmacy, and drugs come. So who's the big winner? Big pharma. Okay. Pharmacare. So what is going on right now is that there is a deluge of drugs hitting the world, in particular America. What drug is the number one killer in the United States of America? Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Killing more people than COVID. Okay, but they're not masking you up because of that. They're not taking away the injections and they're not doing anything about it. They're just allowing big pharma to kill the people through fentanyl or allowing it to come across the border unchecked. Okay, so anytime you want to jump out and run, fine. I don't care. I'll preach to empty chairs today. I'm going to preach what the Holy Spirit has given me and I'm going to tell it like it is. I honestly, I'm honestly saying this, that, that I love you, but I love you too much not to tell you the truth. So, people will lie and will break their promises more than you've ever seen before. They will use negative words and profanity. Profanity. So, I'm going to give you a definition for witchcraft and the purpose of witchcraft that I came up with. This is all it is. Witchcraft, curse to control. Curse to control. That's what it is. It speaks curses over people with the purpose of controlling them. So whenever you see a controlling spirit, know that witchcraft is behind it. 
Now you understand why I'm saying that what's behind what's going on in the world and what's happening in America is the spirit of witchcraft. Because it's to control you through fear and intimidation. Whatever it takes. That is the spirit of witchcraft. Now there's going to be a greater breakdown in society's norms and morals. Creating even further distress. Now the people that yield to this, the people that cooperate with what I'm sharing, these are people that have been sealed by the enemy for the express purpose of fulfilling his purposes without a conscience. You can see, if you watch the news, you can see people operating without a conscience. You say, how in the world could you do that? How could you walk down the road and punch an old lady in the face just because and knock her out on the ground? How can you run up to somebody who's on the floor and just kick them to pieces and then everybody jump in and kick them? How can you do that? I mean, you can't even do that to a dog. But they do it to humans without a conscience. Okay? So these people are driven by greed, by the spirit of mammon and a desire for control. The spirit of greed and mammon is what's causing the lawlessness of the break-ins at the stores. The shoplifting vandalism that's occurring is the spirit of mammon and greed that's behind it. Are you out there? Okay. So it is the Antichrist spirit that is trying to take over, control, and dominate the world. And he's going to do it by chaos, by fear, and by intimidation. And lastly, but not leastly, leastly, eh, not such a word, persecution is going to come to the church. We know it's going to come. Um, it becomes a necessity. The control that's being levied out has to end up in the church. Lights down, I'm going to show you a video of what's going on in Australia. In an now viral tweet, an Australian posted what they said is a view of the world's largest prison from space, a map of Australia. Australia is still a democracy, but its COVID restrictions are severe. It's hard to enter or leave the country unless you're a politician or a celebrity. Citizens are tracked with apps and soon by facial recognition. In some states, you have to have your phone scanned before entering a church. And some have been arrested for simply posting on social media about protests against COVID restrictions. The rest of the world is starting to ask if Australia can still be called a free country. Australia's lockdown has been so draconian, it's brought comparisons on social media to how Australia began as a prison colony. This pregnant Australian mother was handcuffed and hauled away by cops in front of her children for simply posting on Facebook about a lockdown protest. The charge was incitement. What on earth? Excuse me, what, what on earth? Yeah, just put your phone down. Can you, like, record this? I'm in my pajamas. What's this? An ultrasound in an hour yeah, pregnant. she's pregnant. This leader of an anti-lockdown group also arrested for incitement has now been in jail for three weeks. You're under arrest for incitement? You guys been following me? Police helicopters look for lockdown violators like these folks trying to enjoy an evening on a rooftop. 
And the government has fired rubber bullets and tear gas at anti-lockdown protesters, including children. James Allen, Garrick Professor of Law at the University of Queensland, calls it heavy-handed despotism. It's been appalling in Australia, and I say that it was a big fan of Australia. I'm Canadian, you can tell from the accent. Um, but it's come as a real shock to me how conservative friends are perfectly happy to go along with this. Australia consists of six states and two territories, each with their own COVID restrictions. Under a new home quarantine plan for international travelers, if you don't send the government your photo and location when it sends you a text, the police will come to your door. Melbourne pastor Paul Furlong has been arrested three times and placed in solitary confinement for opening his church during the lockdowns. The reason I did was for what I believe was a, a greater law, and that was to obey the word of God. And so uh, I had to choose God's law over man's law. This church in Sydney shown before the lockdown was raided and fined for holding what authorities called an illegal service and for not scanning people's phones before they entered. Some pastors are now concerned that the government could require a vaccine passport before entering a church. We asked Evan Mulholland at Australia's conservative think tank, the Institute of Public Affairs, if he still considers Australia a free country. Well, it's a good question. It's a question a lot of people across the political spectrum have been asking. These things don't happen in a vacuum. They happen when the political and cultural elites slowly take away our freedoms and they become normalised. Australians have also begun turning in one another to authorities, East German style. In this tweet, an Australian mother was desperate to find a way home with her son and needed to cross a state border, violating lockdown restrictions. She was turned in to police. With this kind of behaviour, you might think many thousands of Australians have died from COVID. But the death toll is under 1,200 out of a nation of 25 million people or 0.0047% of the population. Almost three times that many Australians die every week from normal causes. But one poll showed most Australians favour living without freedom because they fear COVID more than any other Western nation. The problem is that that might be coming to America. That's the problem. Um, you know, you can't get out of Australia anyway without a vaccine, uh, you know, uh, passport. And, uh, you know, just you know what happened with Djokovic recently. He went there, he had all the legal document papers to play in and to prove that he was fine. And they grabbed him at the airport five hours and they said, no, you can't come in, even though he had all the papers and so on to show that he, he was okay. And they put him in a quarantine hotel um, and it took three, four, five days in, under guard while it went through another lawsuit. And then they released him only for two days. And then they found him guilty again because he lied. He lied when he was sick with COVID and he didn't quarantine himself. And he went out for a photo shoot and he went out for something else in his home country. He lied about that. So they have now evicted him or whatever the word is deported him out of Australia, and the chances are for the next three years he will not be able to return. So that's your problem. That is what's going on. There's draconian measures that are being taken to control people, and it's under this uh, mandate, uh, vaccine mandate. So what do we do? What do we do? We have to recognize that we are in a spiritual battle. 
This is not a natural thing that's occurring. There is a, there is a, we are at a spiritual battle with wicked spirits, and we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. If you are viewing what is going on purely from the natural standpoint, then you are actually not seeing the whole picture. You have got to have a spiritual worldview and understanding by the Spirit to see what's going on. And I can tell you there are many Christians who are not seeing what's going on. They're just not seeing it. So I want to talk to you very quickly about three groups of people that I believe will not be able to stand during this time period. They will not make it. Remember this. I said last week we must be vigilant and we must recognize that our enemy is going about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And These are the three that I mentioned last week. The unprepared, the ignorant, and the weak. So let me just open it up and unpack it for you a little bit. When I mean unprepared, I mean those who know the truth, or they know the Bible, but they're not doers of the word. Do you remember Jesus spoke about two people that had heard the word and built their homes? The one was a doer of the word, the one was not a doer of the word, and the storms hit both of them. Do you remember that story? And the one house was taken out, the other house was not taken out. The one that stood the test was the person that what? Knew the truth and was doing the truth. The other one knew the truth but was not doing it. And that's why I have complete confidence to say that if you know the truth but you're not doing it, you will not be able to stand in this time. So please listen to the words of Jesus. They're not mine. The second group was the ignorant group. This is the uninformed. They don't know about these things. I'm talking about the Word of God. They don't know their rights as believers. They don't know that they can use the name of Jesus. They don't know that they can stand against the wiles of the wicked. They don't know the authority in Christ. They don't know that the word is final authority. And so they are going about in this world just ignorant of what they can do to resist what they can do. The third group is I call the weak Group. That is the weak in faith group. This is people who are given to doubt. They're giving in to fear and to unbelief. So they find it difficult to stand against the social pressures that are coming against them to conform. They yield to those. They give in to those. They go with the flow. And that's the problem. Because you see... The Antichrist spirit, Satan, demonic spirits, what they're doing is they are busy preparing people to all come in line like a bunch of sheep. Like a bunch of sheep. I can't believe what they showed on, on English television. All the bunch of sheep in a row. All the bunch of sheep in a row encouraging people to take the vaccine. Yeah. All right. So those are the three. Unprepared, ignorant, and weak. So you're going to stand by faith. You're not going to be ignorant because you're going to hear what's being said. Your heart is open. Your mind is ready to receive, and you've got ears to hear. So here's a great scripture I gave last week. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. Be on your guard. What do we do? Be on your guard. Number two, stand firm in the faith. Number three, be courageous. Number four, be strong. Any battle has casualties. And it is so sad to see your friends and your loved ones and your relatives washed out to sea. And there's nothing you can do to help. 
because you've tried, you've reached out to them, you threw them a lifeline, you tried to give them some information, and they poo-pooed the whole idea. They had a conspiracy, you're a conspiracy. Why are you always on about that stuff? And you will see, unfortunately, casualties. You've all been on an airplane, most of you, I'm sure, have been on an airplane, and they give you this instruction. What happens if a plane suddenly loses altitude or hits disturbance? What falls out of the top? Oxygen masks. What do they tell you to do when an oxygen mask comes out? Put yours on first. If, you are try- if there's somebody with you that you need to care for, whether it's a child or an invalid or an elderly person, they still tell you to do what? Put yours on first. Why would they tell you to do that? So that you can help the person. Because if you're busy helping this person and you pass out, then there's both of you are in trouble and might die from lack of oxygen. So what I'm telling you now is put your mask on first. I'm saying to you, take spiritual cognizance of your condition and begin to get strong in the Word and in faith focus on you first. You're not being selfish. There's going to come a time when you're going to have to dish out what's in you to help other people. But if you don't have what's in you, you are going to be washed away with the rest. God help you. God help you. When you're being washed away and you can't swim anymore, and the river's got you, and you cry to help for those on the, on the, on the seashore, and they say, we can't reach you. You're on your own. And you haven't prepared for yourself. You haven't prepared. So, make sure you're standing strong in faith. You got it? Be alert. Let's read Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in, the, in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For your struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This is what I've been telling you. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. After you have done everything to stand. Stand firm. Three times he tells you, stand Stand, stand. That means there's a force coming against you. There's a power coming against you. There's terrible things that are happening around you. Do not give heed to them. Do not allow fear to enter your mind. Do not give in to unbelief. Keep standing on the Word of God. Keep confessing the Word of God, speaking life over those situations. Stand firm with the buckle of truth around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with, the, with your feet f- fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Ultimately, it is your faith that will extinguish the arrows. So you could be dressed in the armor of God and have your shield of faith dragging on the ground next to you. And you can be fully clothed in the armor of God. Your shield of faith has got to be up, prepared, and use it. When you see the arrow coming, you don't go, oh God, here comes another arrow. 
You don't do that. You go in the name of Jesus, I quench you. I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you. Do you understand what you've got to do? Shield of faith has got to stop it. You've got to speak against it. You've got to put that arrow out while it's on your way. Don't let that arrow hit you and go, ooh, that hurt. So, let's get to the main part of the message. Will there be an economic collapse before the rapture? Will there be? So let's read Revelation chapter 6 and verse 5. When the Lamb opened the third seal, everybody say third seal. I heard the third living creature say, come. I looked and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in its hand. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a day's wages and three quarts of barley for a day's wages. So let me, under, let me explain to you, first of all, what that means when it says a quart of wheat and three quarts of wheat. Let's put this in perspective for a day's wages. So this is a 16-ounce bottle of water. A quart is two bottles. Two bottles for a day's wages of wheat. If you wanted, uh, let's see, barley, three bottles. Three bottles of barley, day's wages. You work all day and you get that much wheat. So what are we talking about? We're talking about hyperinflation, great distress, famine, and poverty. However, the seals only opened after the rapture. It op- the seals are opened in the tribulation period. This is the third seal that's opened. So this is when this super hyperinflation hits the entire world and causes hardship and famine and so on. It is after the rapture that that occurs. Hyper- hyperinflation causes great poverty and stress wherever it hits. Right, so now, Jesus told us that there's going to be famine before the end of the age. He was saying before the rapture, there's going to be tremendous problems, financial problems, famine, and so on. All right, so now, can I give you an economic lesson 101? You okay with that? I was going to do it anyway. Okay, so I majored in economics at college. Not that I'm, you know, super duper. It was 50 years ago. Did I go to college? I'm just kidding. (laughs) I want to talk to you about inflation. Okay. A very simple understanding of inflation is that there's too much money trying to buy too few goods. Pushes the price up. Price of houses go up. Because there's too many people trying to buy them, so there's a great demand. Okay, so it's demand and supply. The greater the demand, the less the supply, the greater the price. Okay? That's called inflation, and that's how it happens. So, the printing of trillions of dollars has caused the U.S. debt, the U.S. debt, to reach $30 trillion debt, which is unsustainable and impossible to repay 
even if politicians had the heart to, which they don't. They don't care about it. They don't think the rooster is going to come home to roost. They think nothing's going to happen. Okay. Now, the Antichrist system of government will use the spirit of mammon to control the entire world. This is money. It's going to use money to control the world. So absolute control, absolute control of the world can only be exercised in a cashless society. And the reason being is that if you had cash, even though the Antichrist was in power, you could buy and trade on the black market. Right? Unless your currency was worthless or it had been taken and destroyed. Now you have no cash. So that will, deal, that will take care of a bunch of things. A lot of crime will stop because that has happened. So this means that the current fiat currency, and I'm going to explain that to you if you haven't heard what that means, must collapse so that digital currency or cryptocurrency can be introduced. You see, at the moment... Cryptocurrencies are unregulated, which means nobody knows who's buying and selling them. But don't you know that AI will be possible because it is so far advanced, they will use AI to control and to monitor every single transaction electronically. Nothing will pass AI. Nothing. It will all be controlled. That's artificial intelligence for those who don't know my abbreviations. So it's going to be controlled, and it's in place right now. So even cryptocurrency transactions will be monitored by artificial intelligence because human beings can't do it. Let me explain fiat money, and I'm sure everybody knows what it means, but just for those who don't. Fiat money is when a government issues a currency that is not backed by a commodity such as gold or silver. All the government issues, uh, its value is based on the trust of that particular government. In other words, the confidence that people have in that government gives it its value. If it loses its confidence in that government, then the fiat money collapses. All right? So... uh, The fiat money has no value in itself. It is simply a medium of exchange. It's simply, I'll give you these and you give me that. I'll give you this and give me that. That's it. It has no inherent value of itself, except because of the the, the nation government that you you printed it. All right, so here's the issue. Um, You all know that in 1933, FDR banned private ownership of gold. Remember that? Confiscated. If you didn't give it back, you paid $10,000 fine or you went to, to prison for 10 years. And the reason was is because they didn't have enough gold uh, to pay for the debts. As they went through the war, they were trying to recover. They didn't have enough gold to settle the debts, and they wanted to go on to fiat currency. So he took the gold away from people. And that could possibly happen again. There's no reason why it shouldn't. In 1946, what they did is they set the gold standard, and they linked it together with the dollar. And they gave gold a value of 35 
dollars an ounce. That happened in 1946. I'm going to give the details of all the people. Who $35 an ounce. That was the value of gold. In 1972, Richard Nixon ended the link between the dollar and gold and so removed it from the gold backing system. So then gold went from $35 an ounce to $38 an ounce. That's all that happened. All right. So <clears throat> before I leave this section and go more into the gold, um, I want to, well, let me just, what is the current price of gold? 1819 $1, That's the current price of gold. Now, that is not because gold has become more valuable. It's because the dollar has devalued. So it used to be $38 an ounce, but then the dollar value depreciated. That's why gold became as expensive as it is. Okay, so now, talk about hyperinflation before I leave this. Is hyperinflation coming? I'm going I'm to get more into this currency crisis in a minute. But uh, <clears throat> you may never have heard of these staggering numbers, but I'm going to give it to you. Zimbabwe was the nation just north of South Africa. It bordered South Africa. And uh, there was a lot of wars that took place there, and then um, the government that took over was corrupt, and so on and so forth. And their inflation reached, hold on to your hats now, 80, not 86%, 86 trillion percent. Per month. 86 trillion. So you couldn't even put the money in the wheelbarrow like they did in Germany. It, it was that useless. So the currency value, to give you one US dollar, was worth one trillion Zimbabwe dollars. That's when they abandoned the currency completely and introduced the US dollar. That's the currency right there now. Iceland, in... Uh, had three banks default in the year 2008-2009, and the economy crashed. Three banks defaulted, couldn't pay the debts, and the whole nation's economy went down. How many of you have watched and followed Venezuela? Okay, so let you know what's going on in Venezuela. Um, because of corrupt governments, again, in 2016, the inflation rate was 274%. Now, Venezuela was the richest country in South America because of its oil. You know that? Yeah. All right. The next year, it went to 863% inflation. The following year, it went to 130,000%. It is now currently 2,355%. 76% of the people who live in Venezuela currently live on less than $1.90 a day. $1.90 a day. They couldn't buy the two quarts. Medical supply shortage, food supply, all necessities, everything gone, done. People are fleeing for their life, running for their life. Once prosperous, once the most prosperous South American nation destroyed in about 12 years. So it doesn't take long if you don't control inflation, and uh, this is what happened. All right, so now, I believe a currency crisis must occur here in America as prophesied by the book of Revelations. 
For what is prophesied in the book of Revelation to occur, there has to be a currency crisis. What do I mean by a currency crisis? There has to be a sudden, drastic devaluation of this nation's currency, matched by volatile markets and a lack of faith in the nation's economy. That's what's to happen. So, a currency crisis uh, is sometimes predictable, and that's what I'm doing. I'm predicting it. But it happens suddenly, and it is precipitated by governments, investors, central banks, and a combination of actors. But the result is always the same, wide-scale economic chaos with a loss of capital. I have another video I want you to watch, please. Videos I want to share with you no, today, wrong one, one, wrong one. That's it. How many know what you're looking at? Have you ever looked at it before? Okay, if I look at this one here, and I point out some stuff here, maybe uh, you can see it instead of me going on that side. Can you guys see this? You can? All right. So I want to just show you a few things here um, that you may not be able to see. I can tell you about it. All right, so that is our national debt right there, 29 trillion. 29.8, that's a trillion. Um, you see what it is here? It says 764,000. You see that there? Can you wind back? I want you to start it again. I want you to watch. This is a 30-second video. 30-second video. Start again. Do you see it start from zero? Do you see it start from zero? Now watch this. 30 seconds. 30 seconds, national debt. That's how it's climbing as you watch. That's how the debt is going up. All right? Keep watching. Let's see what happens in 30 seconds. 30 seconds. For those who can't see the numbers, we're at 600,000, 700,000, $760,000 national debt went up three quarters of a million dollars in 30 seconds. Every 30 seconds. You can figure out when you've been in church an hour and a half how much debt's gone up. That's happening every 30 seconds. Okay? That's the national debt. Now let me show you something else. Uh, what is the income of the government? What is the Federal Reserve income, which is this year? The U.S. Federal Tax Revenue. $4 trillion per year. Per year. The government is getting $4 trillion per year from income tax, payroll tax, corporate tax, and the, the tariff taxes. How do you, far do you think $4 trillion is going to go against that kind of debt? But you know what? That's not the real debt. That's, not the, that's the advertised debt. Do you want to know what the real debt is? You don't want to know. See? Do you see it says U.S. total debt? You see it says 86 trillion, not 29 trillion. See that? It says 86 trillion there. That's the U.S. total debt. However, that is not the real debt. Yeah, but wait, there's more. The real debt, because it's not included yet, this is unfund liabilities such as Social Security and everything else. Calculated by a professor at Boston University, the real debt is $200 trillion plus that debt there. 
So the real debt of America is $229 trillion. And we're getting in $4 trillion a year. How many of you think you can pay that debt back? You're not going to pay it back? And how many think it's going to get away from you? It's already away from you. <clears throat> you see this number here? It says gross domestic product. That number there. That is all the produce that is made in America. Everything that Americans produce. That's not the debt. It's what they produce. Every company, everything working is only producing $23 trillion. In other words, our debt supersedes the gross production of our nation plus the total income from tax revenues. Now explain to me how you can fund $5 trillion as a giveaway. Or $1.9 trillion. Please explain where you're going to get the money. Let me tell you where you get the money. See where you get the money? This debt, you sell it to other nations and you sell it to corporations by the way of bonds. So America is in debt beyond what you could ever imagine. That would be okay if every American was out of debt. They could call upon us to help. But the American's personal debt is $21 trillion. 21. That's the people in America. That's what they have. 21. Credit card debt is only $1 trillion. Should have been higher, I would think. But $21 trillion. Okay? That's enough. That's enough. But let me say this. In 2019... Our total debt was $22.7 trillion. In 2020, it was $26.9 trillion. It jumped $4 trillion. In 21, it went to $28.4 trillion, jumped another $2 trillion. And now it is at $29.8 or $30 trillion. Can you see it's completely out of hand? Where is that going? It is going to a currency crisis. I'm sorry about the bad news. I'm telling you it's going to a currency crisis. It cannot be resolved. It cannot be resolved. We have the largest debt on record in the entire world. Nobody could pay our debt back, and no politician wants to, because it would hurt the people too much as they start taking away their welfare programs. They start taking away all the money that's been dished out. If they take the money away, people will vote for the, the alternative party. Okay. So now... Hyperinflation. Well, hyperinflation comes, and what will cause us to enter into a sudden, drastic currency crisis? Let me give you the triggers. Triggers are caused by, number one, unsustainable debt. Number two, excessive printing of currency. Number three, shortages of necessities. Number four, fear of pandemic. What is the fear of shortages? What is the fear? What does that do? Well, do you remember when there was a fear of shortage of TP? There was a run. No jokes intended. On all paper products. They, they said you can't take more than that. Everybody's got to have toilet paper. Why? Why? What is COVID going to do with toilet I don't know, but we're going to get paper. Got to get paper. Just because of fear. Somebody starts a rumor. Oh, COVID causes you to run to Costco. And then what does it do? 
groceries. I go to Ralph's and there was 10, 15 people in line. And their, their, their little trolleys were like loaded like this with popcorn and snacks and something to last a whole week. Afraid of being no, no groceries. And then we had the PPI shortage, gloves, sanitizing stuff, all of that. So what caused the shortage? Fear. Fear of a shortage of necessities. I'm going to give you another video. Dave for videos, okay? I should have had popcorn. We could have given what <laughs> movies and popcorn in church. We'd had a full house. Okay, watch this video. There's a few videos I want to share with you today, including this one, which was posted to the People's Media uh, channel by a gentleman who did a fantastic job standing his ground, demonstrating that he's not being allowed to buy food at a farmer's market there without providing proof of vaccination. You're preventing me from getting food? How am I supposed to feed? I'm not actually preventing you. You are. You're saying I can't go in? Yeah, I am saying that. You're not allowed to ban people from buying food. No, we're That's not. not us. That's the government. You can leave, sir. Please step outside. No, I'm not. Because this is, this is ridiculous. What you're doing is a, is a crime. It's a crime against humanity. Of course, many people have also seen the arrests being done at New York City restaurants. What I want to make clear tonight is it's not just that access to food is being limited uh, at the consumer level, but also the ability to produce food is being restricted. Here's an article from Western Australia where grain sites are literally being closed to farmers who aren't producing uh, proof of vaccination. So literally, right as the harvest comes in, you can see, I mean, even the headline tells you the bumper crop coincides with this new mandate deadline. Western Australia's bulk grain handler, CBH, has told 3,700 growers they will not be allowed to enter the site to deliver grain after the new year unless they get their vaccination. So farmers are locked out of the market. We, they just don't even accept delivery of massive amounts of grains, even as we have food shortages. It, it, it's, it's complete insanity. Um, and of course, not only are they attacking, you know, restricting at the consumer level, and now at the, at the producer level, but everywhere in between. And I posted this video. I regret that I lost his name in Twitter, but I appreciate that he put this up there. I posted it to Telegram. You can see it's got 114,000 odd views. So uh, this really resonated with people that the new border restrictions imply that truckers won't be allowed to, to take goods across the Canadian-US border unless they get their vaccines. You all know I drive truck and I cross the border from Canada to the US, US to Canada. Everything you have, everything you eat, everything you touch, everything you wear, everything in your house, everything you go to the store for, and odds are almost everything you have at work, I'll show it up on the back of what I drive. Come January, they're throwing a new loop in there. Everybody crossing the border in a truck, they want to have the vaccine, and a lot of us don't, and a lot of us are not getting it. They're going to be parking a lot of trucks come next month. You may not think that's going to affect you. 15% of the trucks on the road shut down, can't get across the border, can't haul the product. It's going to affect you more than you realize. 15% is all it's going to take. Distribution centers aren't going to get their stuff out. Lumber's not going to show up. Again, everything. So just whittling away at the supply chain, restricting consumer access to food, just telling farmers that you can't even drop your food off here. When I posted this, also there are many comments that said, you know, I'm a trucker too, and yeah, this is this is getting too crazy. I'm turning in my, you know, I'm done. I'm done. I'm a Canadian trucker as well, and uh, 
I usually haul between Alberta and Texas. And yeah, I'm waiting on my last load right now, and it's gonna be my last trip, uh, regardless of whether they actually grow a brain and back off on this uh, mandate. I'm still done. I'm just too sick of this stupidity. I'm just gonna crawl into a hole and try and weather the storm that's coming. Uh, it's gonna get real. Even if they do delay it, like I said, so many truckers are so fed up already, and you can see this in the 200 odd comments on this post, that that uh, they're just walking. You get the idea. So Canada has become totally a socialistic nation. People are running. You can't even, uh, you, you know, you can only buy food and what else, Cindy? Gas or food. Gas or food. That's all you can buy without a vaccine passport. So that's it. And, and that's not going to restaurants. That's, that's actually buying groceries. The rest, you're done. It's completely controlled. Churches controlled everything. So there's two nations plus New Zealand as, as well. It's also happening in Europe. So they've become crazy, become crazy for an illness. Now, I don't want to make light of, of uh, COVID because when you get COVID, you get sick. I mean, especially if you get the first dose at 19, you get really sick. Uh, but most of you will survive without a problem, especially with prayer. So <clears throat> what do we do now? Now, let me talk to you about God um, as our security and God what he plans to do, and I'm saying our security is in God and his open hand to us as a hand of provision. So, so let me conclude now with something positive from the word of God. So what we who are going to stand strong in faith are going to believe God. What are we going to do and how God's going to help us? Are you ready? Yes. Say, oh, thank God. All right. Okay. Thank God. He's going to help. All right. Here we go. So, um, you know, I mean, God could send the ravens. But it's most unlikely that he will do that, okay? I can tell you what's going to happen. You're going to harvest what you have been sowing. What you have sown, you're going to harvest supernaturally. You're going to go, okay, but that principle's in, in, in place for a long time. Yeah, but what I'm going to say now is that God is going to do it in a quick time. He's going to shorten the time for the harvest. He's not going to go for the, the full season because he doesn't have the time anymore. So those who are the mature, those who have been trusting God, those who have been giving are going to expect there's going to be a shortening. There's going to be a speed up of the season, a shortening of time. A couple of scriptures quickly. James 5 verse 1. Come now, you rich people, weep aloud and lament over the miseries and the woes that are surely coming upon you. Your abundant wealth, abundant wealth has rotted and is ruined and your many garments have become moth-eaten. Your gold and your silver are completely rusted through. And their rust will be a testimony against you, and it will devour your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped up treasure for the last days. Say that. You've heaped up treasure for the last days, and we know we're in the last days right now. But look here. The wages that you have withheld by fraud from the laborers who have reaped your fields, crying out for vengeance, and the cries of the harvesters have come to the ears of the Lord of hosts. Here on earth, you have abandoned yourself to soft prodigal living and to the pleasures of self-indulgence and self-gratification. That's the problem, the spirit of mammon. It's self-gratification. It's, it's indulgence in the riches and the pleasure. So God said he's going to judge these wealthy people who have got their wealth by ill-gotten gains, by wicked methods. They have got their money. That's how they became wealthy. This wealth is going to be passed on to the righteous this is what's going to happen in the next few months and years until Jesus comes. We're going to see a flood of finances coming 
The Bible says that. I'm going to show you a scripture. The Bible said this is going to happen. Is it going to come to all believers? No. There are at least three groups that I know it's not coming to, that we discussed earlier. All right? They're ignorant. It's not coming to them. They're unprepared. It's not coming to them. The ones with weaker faith, it's not coming to them. They're not going to get it because they haven't been sowing and reaping and standing at this time. So what's going to happen is that wealth is going to be passed to the righteous who have been faithful with the five and the three talents. The person who had the one talents had it taken from him. Hello, let me say that again. The person that was faithful with the five talents, God gave him another five. person faithful with three talents, put it to work. He got another three talents. The person who had one talent didn't do anything. He was fearful. He was afraid. He had what he had taken from him. What I'm telling you is that Christians are going to experience that one talent experience. And they'll be crying out, where is God? They'll be crying out, where is God? Help us. Give me a handout. And I wonder what I'm going to say. God, this money is going to come to those who have not surrendered to the spirit of Mammon. Spirit of Mammon does not control them. They're listening to the spirit of God and they're being obedient. Ecclesiastic 2.26. To the man who pleases him, God, gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. I told you it's going to happen. There it is. It's in the scriptures that the sinner, the one who does not please God, the one who's not the giver, the one who's, who's uh, ignorant of what's going on, those who are living in sin are going to work together to raise up finances. And God said he's going to give it to those who please God. Only those who are righteous are the ones who please God. Those walking by faith. You cannot please God without faith. So only those who are pleasing God, walking in faith, who are righteous, are going to receive this abundance of wealth that's going to come for the purpose of financing the gospel for the last few months and years. Job 27, 13. The heritage of a ruthless man received from the Almighty. Though he heaps up silver like dust and clothes like piles of clay, what he wears, sorry, what he lays up, the righteous will wear, and the innocent will divide the silver. There you go. Again, another scripture to show what I'm saying is going to happen in the last days. They raised up money for the last days. They've, they've, they've harvested. They've, they've got clothing. They've got riches. They've got whatever, but it's, it's going to be moved over. God is going to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know to whom he's going to do it. Isaiah 41, 17. Listen carefully now. When the poor... And the needy search for water, and there is none. I don't really believe that it's only talking about water. I'm talking about God's supply. And their tongues are parched from thirst. Then, watch what God is going to do. I, the Lord, will answer them. I will never abandon them. I will open up rivers for them on the high platitude uh, places. I will give them fountains of water in the valleys. I will fill the desert with pools of water. I will plant trees in the barren desert. I'm doing this so that all who see this miracle will understand what it means. That is the Lord who does this. That it is the Lord. Come on, give God praise. It is the Lord that does this. 
It's not going to be us by our own ingenuity. I've said to you, if you try, you will not navigate through this in your own natural strength and wisdom. It's going to take God's wisdom to do it. That's how it's going to happen. God's wisdom will do it. But God's wisdom is hidden in the secret of giving and receiving and trusting God and building your faith. Let me give you one more scripture and we're done. Hebrews 13.5, one of my favorite scriptures of all time out of the Amplified Bible. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or forsake you, nor let you down, relax my hold upon you. Assuredly not. Can you see the great division? Can you see the great separation where one group of people are going to go have hell on earth and what's going to happen? And then there's going to be this group of people that are be walking in righteousness, in faith, giving and receiving, and the power of God's going to be upon them. And they're going to be healing the sick and speaking out and casting out devils. They're going to have such mighty works happening. They're going to see a prophetic flow through their life, and the glory of God is going to be happening in their life. This is what I believe you are going to experience. So listen now, lean into God, lean into God, push into His presence, come to the prayer meetings, come to time of praise and worship, find His open door by, your, by the Spirit of God, pray in the Spirit more than ever before. Spend time with God in the secret, intimate place. Let Him talk to your heart. Be ready for God to lead you because He's going to have to lead you what to do, what not to do. Because in this time we're facing, if you look at the natural realm, you're going to go down. Amen? All right. Well, that's about as much as I can give you for today. So, I've asked Pastor Cindy to speak next week because I'm preparing on my next talk. If you can handle it, if you want to hear more, I'll go on. But if you don't, I can stop. But I want to talk about why the year 22 is so important in God's prophetic calendar. Why the year 2022 is so important. Um, and I'm going to share the significance that we find in the feasts of Israel. You know, there's seven feasts. Four feasts happen in spring. Three feasts happen in autumn or fall. The first four have happened. And there are three to come. I'm going to talk to you about the significance of those. And I'm going to tie in with all of this the blood moons. The blood moons that are spoken about in Joel chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, Revelation chapter 6. Okay? I'm going to show you how they tie in and how they tie into the holy days. I'm going to show you two different calendars. The calendar, the Gregorian calendar that we're working on here as the Western world and the calendar that the Jewish people use. And I can tell you up front, God is not working on the Gregorian calendar. He is working on the Jewish calendar, right? And uh, all of their holy days tie in perfectly with that. All right, so I'm going to just whet your appetite. That's where I'm going to go. Uh, so we, we're entering in because we're on the last days. I think you need to know what's coming in the next few years, okay? You, you need to know, uh, assuming we stay. But you need to know how close we are to that and what the Scriptures say so that you can be more prepared. Amen? All right, everybody on your feet. Everybody get up on your feet. Let's pray. Jackie, you don't have to get up. <laughs> Appreciate you, sweetheart. 
Father God, we thank you for the word that you've given us. Thank you for the courage and the boldness to speak your word, to help your people, your bride, your sheep, your lambs. Lord, that not one of them would be lost. That's what Jesus prayed when he spoke to you. He said not one of them would be lost except the the one of perdition, the one that's gone on to perdition. We know that. And so, Lord, I pray for those who have heard me today, those who are present and those who are online listening. I, I pray in the name of Jesus that this word would go into their hearts. And Lord, they would take a hold of it and they would listen again and again and again until they begin to operate in what you've promised and they step into it. Father, I pray for protection over your family, over your tribe, over your lambs and your sheep. Lord, lead them by your spirit. I speak life over them. I speak life and protection and healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, while every eye is closed, I'm praying. You may be in the service this morning and you might never have given your life to Jesus Christ. Friend, let me tell you, it's getting very, very close to when the church will be taken from the earth. It's getting very close. And if you're not ready, if you're not certain that you've given your life to Jesus and that Jesus is Lord of your life, then you need to do it today. So I'm going to ask my prayer team, my worship, uh, my uh, ministering team to come on down. And uh, hear me now. If you want to today, today, Give your life to Jesus. God, I'm giving my life to you. I need to receive Jesus. Come down and have them pray for you. This is a critical moment in your life. Don't let it pass. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit and be filled with God's presence, come down and have them pray for you. If you need healing for your physical body, come down. Let them pray for you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, look up at me. I highly recommend, and I'm, you know, I wrote the book. I know I wrote the book, but I've got to recommend it to you because that book is going to help you financially. If you want to navigate through financial issues, I can say this to you, and it's probably not on tape. Buy gold or silver. Buy gold or silver. Okay, listen. Buy gold or silver. Invest in it. All right? And get out of debt. I should have said that while I was preaching. Those are two things you can do other than the spiritual things I've said that you can do so that you can be ready. I highly recommend you get a hold of my book. It's now on on Audible, and you can download it on Audible, or you can uh, watch it on, uh, what is it, other Amazon, electronic, whatever. Get it. Get it. Read all the way through it so you can get yourself out of debt and be ready. You understand something. Listen to me. I know I'm going on. You need to understand something. Other than the spiritual issues you'll face, the greatest pressure you'll come under will be financial pressure. If you cannot feed your family, if you cannot pay your rent, if you cannot, get, if you cannot do those financial things, that's going to be your greatest pressure. So listen carefully to me. You've got to get out of debt. Get that book and start reading it. Amen? All right. God bless you. Next Sunday is going to be awesome. Have a great week. Give the devil a rough time. Tell him you can't fool me. I've got the truth in Jesus' name. Come down and get prayed for, and you give your life to the Lord Jesus. You need the Holy Spirit, come down. Make a commitment to the Lord. Amen.